Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, hello once again. I decided to do yet another tonight. This will be the last. This is the team picking ninth overall, Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, this is a Locked On NFL podcast. I'm Matt Williamson. I feel like you and I have talked like five or six times today. I don't need to say these things. I've been pumping these uh, off-season reports out like crazy, getting positive feedbacks. After this, we have eight to go. I'll probably do four in each of the next two days, something like that, get them done before uh, the free agency world goes crazy, and then that's what we're going to focus on in a big way. I'll probably tell you some combine stories and things like that mixed in as well. And, you know, we'll have to go over the combine. Lots of th- lots to happen. This was the absolute storm time coming right now. And I love it. I love this time of year. But anyways, Bengals. Bengals are picking nine. They have some money to spend, but they have been reluctant to do so in the past. Will they be, you know, buyers this time around? I have my doubts. And a lot of that goes back to ownership and the way they run their organization. But again, you know, they are... In the top half of the league in terms of what they could possibly spend. Offense. They got some guys. I mean, we'll start quarterback. Contrary to popular belief, I do respect Andy Dalton. I like him. I, I just think he is what he is. He's a limited player. Needs a lot around him. I think they know that. They've gone out of their way over the last couple of years. Last offseason aside. To surround him with weapons to escalate his play. Gio Bernard, Eifert Green, um, you know, and that's what he needs. You know, it's a, similar to Kirk Cousins, in my opinion, in Washington. They're doing the same thing. Um, but I also think he's coming off the best season of his career and did more with less than any point in his career. A.J. McCarron is a promising backup, and he's kind of Jimmy Garoppolo light this offseason. Would he attract some attention? What kind of pick could they get in return? That's something to certainly kick the tires on, I think, if you're Cincinnati, and is intriguing. Will he go or not? I give that about a 50-50 shot. I probably would lean towards that he stays. I really like Gio Bernard. I really dislike Jeremy Hill. I don't think he's a lead back at all. I think Bernard's the better of the two. Um, a, a good source, actually, at the Combine was telling me that you know, they really worry about Gio still in protection, which is a little surprising to me. And the real under-the-radar, solid guy you want on your favorite team is Rex Burkhead. And he's a free agent. And he looked good down the stretch. He's been a special teamer. He's been blocked a lot. I think he's a good football player that, again, whoever your favorite team is that you're listening right now, you want Rex Burkhead on your team, you know, just for a multitude of reasons. He's a free agent. I think he'll command decent money. Um, So, assuming he leaves... Either way, I'd like to see them get a big back to challenge Jeremy Hill. My hunch is that won't happen. You know, there's going to be a lot of other needs here. And I just got done telling you guys about the Bills. I feel like there's doom and gloom ahead for this team, too. I think that Cincinnati had a run of, what, five years or so 
where they were above average team, a playoff team. I think they might go back to the doldrums, you know, the doldrums here quickly. AJ Green's a total superstar. That's not late breaking news. Uh, Tyler Boyd is okay. You know, he is what he is in some degree already. He's a good player. I'm rooting for him. He's a pit guy. I don't think he's number two in this league. Ideally, he's a three. LaFell is the number two. He's a free agent. I would hope you could do better, you know, especially considering the quarterback is and the makeup of this team. I think a number two quarter receiver is a pretty big need. Tight end, I love Eifert, too. I mean, A.J. Green, Eifert. I mean, there's guys on this team I really like. Don't get me wrong. I just think that there's some big problems. Tyler Croft's your backup. Maybe you draft a guy in the fifth round, something like that. Fine. Eifert's a stud. Needs to stay on the field. Here's the biggest problem I have with the team, though, and that's the offensive line. Is, And some of it's not their fault. You know, in, in 2015, their first two picks were uh, Cedric Abue and Jake Fisher. And they knew that they were going to have you know, cap, free agency, issues ahead. I think they've been below average or poor at center year after year and don't do much about it. I think Clint Bowling's a fine. He's okay at guard. Right tackle is a huge problem, and Abouye looks massively over uh, overmatched at this stage of the game. Eric Winston's probably done. Uh, had a very good career. He's a free agent. But, so let's say you're... You know, even with everybody intact, you're weak at right tackle, you're weak at center, you're average at left guard. Well, the other two starters are in free agency. I mean, it's Andrew Whitworth, Kevin Zeitler, and they're going to be expensive. Despite Whitworth's age, think about what the Seahawks or Vikings would give Andrew Whitworth. Gobs of money, and they should. Zeitler, think about what Miami would pay Zeitler. You know, teams that spend. They're going to make a lot of money between the two of them. They did draft Christian Westerman in the fifth round. Okay. But I see this line, unless they keep both those dudes, I mean, it was bad last year with those two. It could be catastrophic next year. I mean, there's a chance. It's not hard to create the narrative of the Bengals having the worst offensive line in the league next year. That's a big concern. I mean, obviously, in, in the world of have and have nots at that position, if you become a major have not after being pretty well set there for the last couple of years, I, I fear what happens to Dalton and a suspect running game. You know, when Dalton's your quarterback and Hills your lead back, that that's a big, big problem. Napa know how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17 on defense for Cincinnati, I also see a regression coming. I see Geno Atkins, a couple guys that are quality starters, and then questions. Questions galore. Started the inside, Atkins is a stud. I mean, he's kind of like the A.J. Green on this side of the ball. Superstar. Pecco is a free agent. They drafted Billings last year for that nose tackle role. Pecco's been blah for years. Maybe Billings fills in fine. D. 
D-tackle depth is needed. Collectively, they don't get enough pass rush here. And sort of strangely to me, all of them, they run a 4-3, and their, their defensive ends, it's like they want them to be as tall and long and big as ever, and none of them can bend, and none of them are quick twitch. Dunlap's a good player. I think he's a little overrated if you just look at sack numbers and those things. Michael Johnson's not a good player. He's a below average, well below average starter, you know, backup type. Marcus Hunt hasn't developed. He's another king-sized, you know, DN that doesn't bend. He's a free agent. So what if he leaves? I mean, they need a pass rusher, an edge pass rusher that's 270, 6'4", and does it all. And... Maybe that's their first-round pick. I mean, that certainly could be in this draft. Or maybe it's Solomon Thomas or, you know, a multi-dimension guy. But it's odd that their profile at the defensive end position is what it is. I mean, I understand being big and physical, but you don't bend the edge well in this league. It makes it tough. I've got major concerns at linebacker. I think Burfecht's a really good player. Uh, highly volatile, obviously. Um, sometimes does more damage than good, but he is a very good player. I think Vincent Ray has kind of got the short end of the stick in terms of playing time, but he's a good active linebacker. Uh, and Nick Vigil, he's a third-round pick last year. That shocked me. He went as early as he did. Maybe he's due to step up. I think Mataluga is a massively declining player. I think Dansby's career is basically over. But who's the every-down, run-and-hit active guy? I mean, that, that isn't Perfect's game. I mean, Perfect's a pounder, physical presence. So, overall, with the exception of Atkins as a star, Maluga and Dunlap as good players. Not Maluga, I'm sorry, Perfect and Dunlap as good players. The rest of the, the, the front seven gives me a lot of pause. Generally, this team's been really good in the secondary, and they go out of their way to draft first-round pick at, at corner over and over. Did the same thing last year with William Jackson. Unfortunately, uh, he tore his peck very, very early after becoming a Bengal. Did nothing for them this year. But at 14, Darquez Denard hasn't done much for them either. Their 12th, you know, year or their 2012 first rounder, Drake Kirkpatrick, looks like he's really turning into something. Very talented, but he's a free agent and he's going to be expensive. The last guy really of consequence here then is Adam Jones, who's up in age, volatile in his own right. You know, certainly not a long-term a- answer. You know, they have Josh Shaw, and they got Kaveri Russell. Those guys are okay. They got Ben Wickery. Um, but you would think that corner should be a major strength for these guys. It's highly questionable, in my opinion. I like George Aloka. I kind of put him with Maluga and Dunlap as solid starters. I'm okay with Sean Williams. Um, but you prefer Sean Williams to be your 10th or 11th best starter on defense as opposed to your fifth or sixth, so that's where you are there. Not a lot of depth at the safety spot. So I see a lot of issues here, and with an average starting quarterback, a team that doesn't like to spend, you know, they, quote, build through the draft, but then they let their guys go. You know, So what are they really investing in? Hold, uh, what could be a brutal offensive line? Some questions around the offense at receiver and at the big running back position. Where's the pass rush going to come from? Where's the linebacker play going to be better? Secondary is a little questionable. So, 
I'm not saying they're going to pick first overall or anything next year, but I could see the Bengals picking in the top 10 for the next few years and this not being a fluke, this not being that, oh, that one season it didn't go right for us. You know, I, I, I think this is kind of who the Bengals have become and will be for the next, you know, short foreseeable future at least, and we'll reassess it from there, but not optimistic about Cincy. So that's going to do it. That's my last one of the day. It's 11 o'clock at night here on Sunday. I'm going to go walk, watch The Walking Dead and take a snoo and go to bed. So that is my plan. Uh, we'll bang out a couple more of these tomorrow. Talk to you then.